Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I'm not a thought leader and I don't even really think of myself as an author here. Like I'm like an internet librarian, like I'm almost a digital hoarder. Like I have this passion for like organizing these ideas and I wanted to study this. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Chris Miles. Chris Miles, thank you for being such a longtime member of the We Are LA Tech community and just championing everything that we do. Really appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Chris on Twitter at MilesNextDoor. That's M-I-L-E-S-N-E-X-T-D-O-O-R. MilesNextDoor. Let Chris know you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. So this week I did 23 one-on-one phone calls so far to help all of you who are exploring having a podcast. 23 calls in just a couple days. And I have a bazillion more calls in my calendar, but I'm happy the calls are helping you. If you would also like to book a time, if you haven't done that, like just DM me or tag me or whatever on all the socials at Esprit Devora, and I'll support you in that. I have nothing to sell I'm just ridiculously nice. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoy the next episode. I appreciate our new teammate, Corey, who has been an incredible editor putting them together for us. I'm so appreciative. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. We'll keep this personal spot short. Bye. podcast celebrating LA tech companies and talent. Today we have a bonus episode with someone from my personal network. I am so excited to share with you everything extraordinary he is doing for the tech community. Welcome, Eric. Hi, it's good to be here. So Eric, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name's Eric Jorgensen. My kind of day job is product strategy at Zarly, which is a marketplace for home services. But by night, I am an author and about to come out with my first book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Tell us who is Naval, because let's not assume that everybody knows who he is. Yeah, Naval is kind of an icon in the valley, I guess you could say. He's like the founder of AngelList. He invested in Uber and Twitter, and he's kind of become increasingly famous the last maybe five years for like 
Twitter philosophy, but he's got this kind of huge following and uh, amazing interviews that he does on, you know, like the Farnham Street podcast and with Joe Rogan. Um, he's just kind of built this huge following, just kind of like idly sharing his thoughts about things that he's learned and lessons that he's like built his life around. And I thought it'd be really cool to kind of compile that into a book. And what I thought was so interesting and what would be so valuable for everyone in Los Angeles was your process in putting a book together. You've been in tech uh, the majority of your career, and you're really passionate about empowering community. At least that's my takeaway from the conversations that you and I have had. And so I thought it was interesting how you went about curating this information to empower community by being an author. So many words, but... Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of been like the theme of some of these like hobby projects that I do is is just like finding incredible resources and transforming kind of the medium, turning them from something very ephemeral like a podcast that might get forgotten in six months or Twitter where th- that just kind of like slides into infinity and turning that into a book and curating it and kind of threading it together into like a different reading experience and something kind of more permanent and more accessible for people who are not on these platforms, kind of watching everything that Naval does or that anybody does. This is something that's kind of appealed to me like as a theme my whole life. And I've seen a lot of people benefit from it, just trying to make that connection between like the right piece of material at the right time. I've just seen it really change some lives. Let's start at the end and then go to the beginning. What is the end result of what you've produced? Like what's happening now? What impact are you creating and looking to create? Yeah. So we've got a book and a website that are going live on September 15th. The book and the website are kind of the identical content. Everything is freely available online. We've got a PDF, the EPUB, the Mobi, like and everything on the website. The website even has like some bonus content, but not everybody wants to read a book's worth of content on a website. So it is also published in hardcover and paperback. But I'm really excited to see kind of what else comes of this and what comes of making some of this content more accessible for people like all over the world. The mailing list already has people in, you know, Asia and India and Africa. Like uh, there's people all over the world who are kind of accessing this stuff for the first time and applying these ideas. And it's like really, really cool to get stories of people's, you know, dropping out of med school, moving across the country and like starting a product that they really believe in because, you know, they read this post or read this book at the right time. Let's start from the beginning. So you became fascinated by Naval and life philosophies, and you wanted to curate all of his ideas and probably learn from them more and then to share them, right? Yeah. I mean, I got introduced to Naval kind of back in 2011. You know, I was just, I was probably 18. I was living in Michigan. I'd never left Michigan for more than a week in my whole life. And I met Bo Fishback, who was like the founder of Zarly, and he worked at the Coffin Foundation at the time. And he just kind of expanded my world in the space of half an hour. He's like, first thing you got to do with the startup idea is move to the Valley. I think Singapore is actually going to be like one of your uh, key markets because of the, you know, the density of fiber that they have. And you should uh, probably read everything on Venture Hacks twice. And let me introduce you to like Mark Andreessen's blog post. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Like this is, this is what the A team looks like. I get it. Like this is how big the world is. And so I've been reading venture hacks like for years and, you know, listening to Naval's talks and following AngelList. And I think it's just a really kind of interesting, instructive story. And as he's like added more and more interest and started talking about crypto and started kind of sharing some of his thoughts on education and how that might evolve. It's just a really interesting kind of perspective that is like a little bit 
extreme in pieces, but it always is the kind of thought provoking. And I've gotten a lot out of it and found myself kind of recommending, you know, bits and pieces of it to more and more people over the years of like, Hey, this is how I think about this thing. Or this is how I dealt with that challenge. And that idea actually came from Naval and, you know, here's the podcast or here's the talk or here's the tweet that that idea came from. And as that just kind of happened more and more and more, I was like, man, this is, you know, there's more and more value in in this guy's worldview and in the things that he has to share, but it's really hard to communicate all of that. And it's hard for someone else to kind of jump in midstream on Twitter or, you know, to get everything out of one, any one resource. So threading that together and making it kind of a cohesive, like dense piece felt like a valuable thing to do. Walk us through as though like we wanted to do the same thing for people that we look up to. What's step one, step two, step three on how to start aggregating this data and then how to start laying out the data to repurpose it into something really meaningful for a larger audience? Yeah, we can get up to a high number of steps depending on how detailed you want to get. The process that I ended up following here was kind of, I started with an export of Naval's Twitter, which he provided. So that was like 20,000 tweets. And then I just read through all of these things and just kind of like one or zeroed, is it valuable or not? Like, did I love this? Is it timeless? Is it interesting? Is it is it kind of like a insight that I want to carry forth? And then categorizing and then kind of creating an outline. And then it's a lot of just reading as broadly as you can, collecting a huge pile of absolutely everything that you can find. So I think there is almost 100 individual sources in the final book and the source material is well over a million words and it's just a process of like creating transcripts for interviews and collating blog posts and kind of mapping these ideas that exist in all of these resources into this like skeleton of a framework that you've got and then just reps and reps and reps and reps of like picking up a puzzle piece trying to kind of figure out what it is how you put it together and then like where it fits in this framework, whether this framework makes any sense anymore, you got to kind of combine things or move them around or address what belongs and what doesn't. The first version of the book was three times as long as the final. So it was really a hard process of like, this probably isn't going to be like, isn't going to appeal to a high enough percentage of the people who are going to want to read it or this really, really interests me, but like probably is going to make the book a little less timeless, you know, and might get outdated more quickly. So that was something that was important to me. But it was just this process of like reading it and rereading it, putting it down for a few weeks, coming back, seeing all the things that you couldn't see now that you've got like fresh as a daisy perspective on it and like kind of pick it up again and try to see it with beginner eyes. And the whole process is taking you about three years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. We'll come up right against three years by the time we get it published from, from the very kind of beginning of the project, which caught me by surprise. <laughs> I mean, it takes so much longer to write a book in reality than it does in our heads. (laughs) Yeah. You think you know what you think until you go to write it down and you're like, oh, this is this is completely revealing. Yeah. Have you chronicled your process anywhere or, or will you be blogging about your process to help more people do what you've done? Yeah, I've shared a little bit of kind of behind the scenes on the blog. The website, uh, navalmanac.com, has like a little bit of a personal blog that's kind of like, here's some of the stuff I've learned, here's the process, here's some of the inspirations from it. I will continue to do that. So there are some posts that I've kind of got drafted that are like much, much more detail than kind of what we can get into here about like about the process and how it goes. And I tried to be pretty good about collecting that. You know, I think. The first version is the hardest. I didn't know what this thing was going to look like when I started. There were a lot of kind of tough crossroads that I wasn't sure what was going to make the best final product and what this should look like. But now that I kind of have a little bit of a, an idea of what the final product looks like, 
it's easier to kind of reverse engineer and talk through the steps and and share them with people. So um, I'm looking forward to doing that. And I've gotten a, a kind of a surprising amount of questions about it already. People are more interested in the process than I thought they were going to be. I think the process is is absolutely fascinating. I think it's it's really cool to be able to digest a bigger picture. Like you make like somebody that has taught things for several years in several different ways with several different mediums and you bring it all together and make it digestible in a book. <laughs> yeah, that was part of the fun of building it. It doesn't come through in the final product as much because what I did was was just pick like the best articulation of each individual idea from all of these sources over time. And so what you're getting is like really dense, kind of insight rich, perfectly articulated versions of Naval's ideas. He evolves them over time. And so what I got to see as I compared all these different sources and, you know, put these things together was kind of like, oh, he's been talking about this idea for five or six years, but the examples become more precise and the definitions get more clear and the kind of fluff gets pulled away and it gets more and more condensed and more and more concise and clear. And so it's a really interesting process. He's been thinking about some of these ideas his entire life. There's a blog post at the end of the book from 2008 that is like really kind of tight kernels. It's just formulas. It's just kind of like leverage plus accountability plus specific knowledge equals wealth. And you're like, you have no idea what that means until you read the rest of the book. And there's, you know, dozens of pages on each one of those individual concepts. And you kind of see how he's been like unpacking these things and defining them and exemplifying them more and more and more and living them. You know, it's interesting to kind of look at what he's done and see how, you know, the frameworks have been applied to his own life. Can you share that formula again? Yeah. Income equals accountability plus leverage plus specific knowledge. I love it. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. When we read the book, we'll understand it to to its fullest degree. And what I love about what you're doing, naturally, this book, in my opinion, is going to make you like elevate your thought leadership in a lot of ways. But what I really like about you and what you're doing with this book is you're giving it to the community, which blows my mind for free. I mean, you've worked on this for three years and you've done so much work behind it. But I really just holistically believe that this is just something that just you genuinely and in a really raw way felt passionate about that you wanted to explore on a personal level. And now you just want to share this passion you had for it with the world. Blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a thought leader and I don't even really think of myself as an author here. Like I'm, I'm like an internet librarian. <laughs> I love like that. I, I just have this, like I'm almost a digital hoarder. Like I have this passion for like organizing these ideas and I wanted to study this, you know, this started with like taking notes on a podcast that I loved and trying to like kind of get some of these life lessons, you know, deeper into my head so that I could you know, practice them more and more. And it just kind of snowballed and I studied it much more deeper and much harder than I ever would have because I was producing like a final product for an audience. And I feel like the reward I got for that is like having a little like Naval that sits on my shoulder. You kind of get the patterns and you start to hear like what he would think about certain ideas. And I feel like it was time well spent, even if nothing ever got published or shared. Like I, I gained a lot from the process of distilling this and organizing it and just like doing this giant conceptual jigsaw puzzle. We live in this world of like really dense capitalism. So <laughs> to hear just the sincerity behind what you're saying, it's just, it's really, it moves me. <laughs> like, it's really cool. I mean, hello, that's why I've done this podcast for so many years. Yeah, I think we have a lot in common on that. It's so cool. So, okay, tell us where we can find it again. I know we talked about it at the beginning, but just in case. 
Yeah, the website is navalmanac.com, N-A-V-A-L-M-A-N-A-C-K.com. We'll include it in the show notes as well, of course. Yeah. And we'll include a little like rough um, outline of the steps that you talked about as well. But of course, that's just a very brief overview of your steps. I think it would be really cool if you decide to share that and kind of be this conduit of how to empower people to explore people they admire as well in a non-stalkery way. (laughs) It was interesting that every single word of this book is freely available on the internet, like every single word of the source material. Like I did not, you know, Naval and I sent some emails back and forth. Like I didn't interview him for this. There is nothing in this book that isn't publicly available or or off the record previously. And so I think this kind of is accessible to anyone who wants to make a really deep study of somebody who has a decent sized kind of body of work available on the internet. And it's an incredible way to kind of learn and synthesize all these things. And when you set kind of, you know, your bar for a final product, you really push yourself to get a lot more polish and a lot more reps of something. And you really kind of end up much better for it. There's so many leaders that people obsess over. Like, I mean, Richard Branson is iconic, you know, and so I'm sure somebody would love to see like, Uh, Richard Branson's like digestible, like all in one, because here he stands for adventure and he stands for all these things. But if you really look at him from a full scope, like what gets conveyed? Who knows? Yeah, I love Richard Branson. (laughs) I remember started reading him pretty early. I remember walking around the college campus reading a bright red book that said losing my virginity on the front of it that was his first book i think and i was like i don't even care it's worth it the book is so good i'm not i'm not afraid to be walking around with this yeah same that's where i learned the coca-cola versus pepsi thing and it just blew my mind where do you remember that story where he like called coca-cola he said he had to deal with pepsi and then he called pepsi and said he had to deal with (laughs) coca-cola in order to get a deal with one of them (laughs) yeah it's like the world is possible you have to invent your reality. <laughs> yeah. Classic. I remember him starting Virgin Airlines with just like a whiteboard and a marker. He like chartered a jet when his flight got canceled one day and was just like, I bought a jet. Who else wants a flight on it? Like totally. that was the first flight of Virgin Airlines. This is proof of concept. It's crazy. But yeah, this is so cool. And where can people connect with you, Eric? I'm on Twitter at my full name, at Eric Jorgensen. There's links to my all, all my projects and to the website. The website has links to order on Amazon and links for all the free kind of downloadable versions and every piece of the book and kind of bonus material is up there and linked so you can find it and find me through there. I got open DMs. I'm easy to find. I'm happy to talk to people. I love hearing hearing feedback and thoughts and stories from the book. And can you spell your name for everybody too? E-R-I-C-J-O-R-G-E-N-S-O-N. I had an amazing team that helped me kind of get this book together. Kathleen Martin was an incredible editor. Jesse and Kushal have both been incredibly helpful kind of getting the website up and in tight shape. Jack Butcher donated like the illustrations for this book. He did incredible, incredible work and visualized value continues to be insane. Tucker and Erica and the whole crew at Scribe Media who like turned this from a Google Doc into a beautiful book. Like I owe you a million, million thank yous. I'm very grateful for everyone who kind of helped get this to the finish line. Like there's only a few names on the front of the book, but there's hundreds in the back full of thank yous. So thank you all. 
Perfect. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast and sharing your story and sharing like just how you utilized your curiosity to help empower other people. I think it's so, so cool. And if you want to connect and collaborate with people in the Los Angeles tech community, remember to go to the We Are LA Tech Facebook group at wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next next episode. Bye. Later. Hi, I'm Eric Jorgensen, author of The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, A Guide to Wealth and Happiness. You're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, this is Arlen Hamilton, author of It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I feel so grateful I've had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of Arlen Hamilton's new book, It's About Dan Time. She is one of the most inspiring venture capitalists I've ever come across. Her story from having absolutely nothing and being completely broke to being one of the most influential venture capitalists in the world blows my mind. And her book is insanely well-written. Right when I picked it up, I didn't want to put it down. She teaches me and us how to become the asset, how to be our best selves, and how to be a person that not only creates opportunity for ourselves, but creates an abundance of opportunity for others. I'm so proud to share her book with you, and I hope you'll pick it up. And I know for sure you'll be just as riveted as I was with each page you turned. Get It's About Damn Time at itsaboutdamntime.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.